Hey everyone, this is Brother Gary uh, with Hands Across the Border Bible Study. And I'm down here in Mexico, so you might hear my neighbor's chickens clucking or my chickens going or hammers going or whatever. So not in the studio, we're just out here in our uh, backyard studying the Bible. And uh, we're in John chapter 19 today, John chapter 19. And I want you to look at this, uh, and starts in verse 30 and goes all the way through verse 42. Uh, it says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. And so, as you know, just by that one verse, we're dealing with Christ on the cross. And I've been reading through John today, and I... I just thought about this. Right after that verse, it begins with people dealing with the death of Jesus Christ. And so I was looking at the different people there, and, and maybe this will be a blessing to you. Because the question I have for you is, how do you deal with the death of Christ? We know he died and was buried and rose again the third day. We, we see him being buried here in chapter 19. But Right away at his death, when people were confronted with the death of Jesus Christ, they began to react to it. Uh, notice, first of all, in verse 31, the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was an high day. Now, many of us have heard before that he was crucified on a Friday and he rose on a Sunday, but it's hard to get a three days and three nights uh, from Friday to Sunday, especially when the scripture says all the way back in Genesis that the evening and the morning were the first day. So it, it'd be hard to do that. So if you'll look, though, in Leviticus 23, verses 4 through 8, there's a reason that it says the Sabbath day was a high day. And the Lord's Sabbath, we, we know this, is different than these high days. So uh, look that up on your own. It would be a great study for you. But these Jews came, and they saw that uh, he had given up the ghost, and they went to Pilate, it says. They sought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. And so they did that because way back in Deuteronomy 21 through 23, it says not to leave a, uh, someone who's dead hanging on the tree there. They're cursed of God and all of that. And so what they were doing is they weren't worried why Jesus died. Remember, Jesus died on that cross to pay for the sins of the world. That, that's yours and my sins. They weren't worried about that. What they were worried about is their appearance. You see, many times when people are confronted with Jesus Christ, they're worried more about what will people think of me. They were worried about the appearance rather than dealing with the truth. The next ones we come in contact with are in verses 32 through 34, and it's the soldiers that Pilate went to. And it says, Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other, which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. But one of the soldiers, we're in verse 34 now in chapter 19 of John. But one of the soldiers with a, with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. 
The soldiers weren't worried about what was going on at all. In fact, what they were worried about is following orders. They were worried about following orders. Now, we know in, in one of the other Gospels, that one of the soldiers stands there and, and he, he says, this surely was the Son of God, and we know that. But, but these soldiers here that John is talking about, all they're worried about is following orders. And what's amazing to me is in verse 34, one of those soldiers took a spear and the point of that spear pierced our Savior's side and the water and the blood came out, right? The blood and water came out, it says. Well, that, that point of that spear is, is the ultimate uh, act of sin or hate or however you want to word it. And you notice that Jesus' blood covered that thing. As soon as he hit that, Jesus' blood came out, covered that spear. And you know what? Jesus can cover any sin. His blood can cover any sin. He can save anybody. So don't ever let anybody say, I've gone too far from the Lord. The Lord's mercy and grace is sufficient to save anyone. But these folks, they were only worried about following orders. The next one we come to is in verse 35, and it says, And he saw that, and he that saw it bear record, and his record is true. Well, we have an eyewitness here, and we know this eyewitness is John. John is the eyewitness. And what, what affects him is this, is that he sees before his very eyes the Scripture being fulfilled. He says in verse 36, for these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. Verse 37, and again, another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierced. And so John sees in Christ the fulfillment of the scripture. And what he is relaying to you and I is that we can trust the word of God. It is true, it is tried, and it is proven. He says here in verse 35, And he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. What John is doing, it has affected him. He is an eyewitness. He sees the fulfillment of Scripture, and he is relaying that, that you can trust the Bible because he saw it with his own eyes fulfilled, and it should cause you and I to trust Jesus Christ and the Word of God even more. Lastly, we see in verses 38 through 42, we see Joseph of Arimathea. And in verse 39, we see Nicodemus. First one we see is uh, we see Joseph of Arimathea, and it says, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews. So we have two now, both Joseph and Nicodemus, and these are the secret disciples. Remember, they would come to him at night and they were followers of his, but they were scared of what would happen to them. But you know what? When they were confronted with the death of the Savior, they became very bold. Joseph goes to Pilate and begs for the body. Also, Nicodemus comes and uh, he brings the mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. So it's an expensive gift. And then the two of them, according to verse 40 and 41, they take the body of Jesus, they wind it up, they put the mixture of the myrrh and that on him, and then they lay him in the tomb where never a man was yet laid. 
And it says in verse 42, There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews, preparation day for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. Remember, in verse 31, it talked about this was uh, the Sabbath day was a high day. So you need to check that out in Leviticus 23. But what we see here is, is we see the secret disciples become bold. So we see... Uh, four different people, we see the Jews, we see the soldiers, we see the eyewitness, we see the secret disciples, and they were all impacted by the death of Jesus Christ. Now I'm asking you this question, how have you been impacted by Jesus Christ? Are you just going about for appearance? Are you just following orders? Are, are, you, are you witnessing to others about how they can trust the Word of God? Are you bold in serving your Savior? That's the question I have for you. When confronted with Jesus Christ, what is your reaction? May the Lord bless you.